podcast? You can now find us on Patreon at The Lunapod, where you can show your support for the podcast for only $1 a month. Or for a little bit more, you can get early access and bonus episodes, contribute to our podcast segments, and receive exclusive video content as we film our reactions, reviews, and discover new K-pop groups. Head over to Patreon now to join the community. We can't wait to chat with you. My, oh my god, it's spooky season! Hi, welcome to the Luna Pod where we talk all things K pop. I'm Brooke. And I'm Brooke Hell. We have a lot of podcast episode ideas, but for the rest of this year, we have themed episodes for the seasons and the holidays with some normal episodes sprinkled in there. So we're going to be kicking off the spooky month of October with a group chat on our royal vampire boys in Hypen. This episode includes everything you might need to know if you're wanting to become an engine. We put a lot of time and research into group chats, but with so much information out there, it's impossible to list everything. We've gathered our findings and personal opinions as best as we could, so we hope you learned something new, enjoy, and decide to become engine with us. As we usually like to do our group chat sessions, we like to kind of talk about our personal like rankings and thoughts about the group before we go into our deep dive about the boys themselves. So let's start off with our group ranking where we place in hype in and like our top favorite groups. I like initially said top 10 because like whenever I'm listing my favorite groups, they're always in the top 10 somewhere. Mm -hmm. But then whenever I give them an ounce of my time or attention, they immediately jump up to my top five. So I don't know what that means, (laughs) but I'll leave it there. And they are definitely within my top five. And I also have like a question mark beside because within the top five, I don't really know where because they fluctuate all the time. Like as of right now, I'd probably say three or four. T. But I'll, I like I feel like I constantly have to redo my ranking list because people are moving around all the time. Yeah, it changes sometimes weekly. Now let's talk about our in hype and bias. If y'all don't know this yet, I kind of struggle with not being OT for groups sometimes because I just love them all. And I feel like in hype is a group that I could very easily be OT with, but I have a dilemma. I would say my bias is Sangun. But then I have all of these moments where I have really intense, like, wreckers, I guess you could even say, with Sunu, Isung, and Jake lately, especially with this last comeback. And, like, Isung really snuck up on me. And then I've, we talked about this in one of our previous episodes. If I feel like Sunu's kind of like a comfort bias. And so, like, they always, like, fluctuate. I'm like, oh, maybe this is my bias. But then in the end, I feel like I always go back to Sungun. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I feel like I should probably leave that be. And <laughs> I don't know what else is happening with this wrecker list, but that's where, what I'm going to say for today. Rough draft of a Sungun bias. Yes. <laughs> and for me, my bias is Jay and my wrecker is Jungwon. For a while, I considered myself kind of double biased for them. And I, probably could still say that but if like somebody was like tell me your bias right now i'd still very 100 percent say jay so i feel like there is kind of like that difference there but i still love them both so much i get it just like a very highly appreciated record yeah <laughs> i got into in hype during the tame dashed era but that was not my first music video that i react like that i remember anyway drunk dazed was the first music video i remember watching from them and the first comeback from Enhypen I very solidly remember was the Future Perfect Pass the Mic. So kind of my first impressions on Enhypen overall within all of that is that first of all, I absolutely love Enhypen's sound. And I think that's the thing that drew me into Enhypen in the first place. They just have a very unique sound to them. And then they always have like this really big buildup and then heavy drops with like a lot of bass. And they're just very, very catchy. And so I just really enjoyed their music in general. And Drunk Dazed is 
so top tier. That music video was so cool. And I remember like when I was watching it, I just was like in awe at the storytelling they were able to produce. I feel like it felt almost like a fanfic kind of, but it's just very, very cool storytelling. And also in the Drunk Days music video, can we just talk about it for a second where they like go into that musical part where the rain starts falling from the ceiling and it's like a blood rain and it's so spooky and it's so cool and so iconic. The era I joined in Hypen was their debut with Given Taken and kind of just like who and what stood out during that point. I loved the spookiness from the beginning and like those very vintage feeling scenes. Like there's just an ominous feeling throughout the entire video. And when they have the scenes in the attic where the chair is rocking back and forth, like it's dead silent and then like things start moving in the attic. It's very spooky. I love it so much. That just speaks to my soul. And I basically died in the beginning when they're all like sitting or standing in the room and then they disappear when the beat drop like that. Oh, oh, yes. Perfection. Can we be starting off October with any better group to be completely no. honest here? <laughs> and I really liked Jay and Jake's visuals. Like they had that scene together where they're just facing each other, like singing back and forth for a little bit. And that the just cool for whatever reason. Angles. Yeah, like I was like, yeah. wow, y'all are beautiful. Y'all yep. stood out for that. And Hisong and Nikki were very intriguing to me. Like, yes, the visuals are great, but more so from a performance standpoint. And they just had very different and unique choreo that other people weren't doing and honestly still aren't doing. I feel like a lot of times like groups do have very unique choreo and it's very them. They have their own style. Yeah. Yeah. But then a lot of like trendy stuff does kind of flow into that. But I feel like in Hypen's good about really sticking to their style. Yeah. So agreed. just claps for their choreographers. And I want to shout out the Mama 2020. Their stage was incredible. They literally did this six days after they debuted, which it's is insane to me. There's like the dance break that they added in. The part that I freak out over so much is when like Jay's in front and they're all behind him and they like move their arms. Their little hand Yes, choreo, it's like so pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's stunning. It's like, amazing. I feel like that makes no sense, but if you've seen it you know or you go watch about. it, you'll, you'll yeah. know what I'm saying when you find it. <laughs> I just like was shocked. We watched this just a second ago before mm-hmm. recording and like they were on such a big and complex stage for it being yes, six so days after debut. That's not even a week after debut. No, not, not even a full week. That's just always stuck in my head and I've loved it ever since. So Enhypen is a seven member group under B-Lift Lab, which is technically under Hybe. And they came from the survival show Island in 2020. So for their name, the meaning of their name is derived from the hyphen symbol. Even their logo is N-E-N hyphen. So it ties in with the meaning. So the hyphen stands for connection, discovery, and growth. And we do just have to point out it's not technically in hyphen. For us English speakers, there's no H after the P, so that doesn't make the F sound, and Koreans don't really have an F sound, so the group uses pin, not fin, which I get the confusion just because it's because like E-N hyphen, hyphen and that's logo. part of the meaning. Right, but it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. It's in hyphen, not in hyphen. I am not usually very vocal about these kind of things because they're very like up for interpretation, like especially yeah. with being different languages, you know, mm-hmm. but this one, it's in hyphen. Yeah, I feel like with, for this one, we do typically go with the Korean pronunciation. They debuted November 30th in 2020, two months after Island ended, and their fandom name is Engine. So basically an engine that keeps them going, but it's spelt with G-E-N-E. We are a gene that share the same DNA. Cute. How creative of them. I know. It is really cute. <laughs> and then along with the fandom, we have our light stick, Engine Bong. I love that name. We don't have ours yet. No. Okay. And it's I'm so upset. <laughs> tea time. 
It's because I have this deep gut feeling that they're about to update their light stick. I don't know. I really, I feel it in my bones. I don't feel that, but we'll see. I really do. Well, I, again, yes, we will see, but I just, I feel it. But it's so cute. It's so it's, tiny it's compared so, to other light sticks. Yes, I like that the handle's smaller. It's just more compact, I guess, which yeah. some light sticks honestly aren't. And so I appreciate that and I appreciate how much of a blank slate it is because it really lets engines like customize it and really decorate it fun for in concerts. But it's still uniquely theirs. Like you see an engine bong and you yeah. know exactly like it's who so that belongs pretty. to. And Hypen's overall vibe I would say is like very chill and authentic, but their music has more of an R&B like dance pop sound to it. And Hypen is most known for their vampire lore. This might be a little bit biased to us because vampires, everything about that concept is amazing. They have a lot of vampire lore in general, and they also just have a lot of creepy complex themes. They're also very much known for their album intros and outros. They are stunning. Probably I'm, some of the best intros outros out there. I'm genuinely so addicted to their intros. Like a lot of albums, if they do have proper intros or interludes even, I don't necessarily listen to them. I might skip over them, but in Hypens, like I will actually seek theirs out. And more tea. And Hypen is very much known for never releasing a bad song. I've never heard a single song that I did not like, and that's not a lie. Yeah, for real. I think they are incapable of releasing bad music. I it agree. doesn't matter what track you click on, it'll be a banger. Now with Island, it was a survival show running from June 26th to September 18th, 2020. We still need to watch Island. We haven't like fully watched it yet. I've heard a lot about what happens, but I do actually want to like sit down and fully watch this. They held the auditions for those born between 1997 and 2008, which is crazy to hear now because I feel like a lot of the survival shows now, the starting age is almost 2008 instead yeah. of the ending like age. Like where they, yeah. And so we had 23 male trainees, some who originally auditioned for B-Lift and some transferred from Big Hit. So this was a loaded, stacked survival show is what we're saying here. Got it. And they aired weekly and split into two parts, having the top 12 contestants move on to part two. And in the finale, seven were chosen from nine finalists, six from global rankings, and one producer's choice. That's such an interesting like layout for a survival show. Mm -hmm. But obviously, Island did finish, and we do have our winners. So let's discuss the members of Enhypen. The members are Yang Jungwon, Lee Sung, Jay Park, Jake Sim, Park Sung-un, Kim Sun-woo, also known as Sun-woo, and Nishimara Riki, also known as Nikki. And before we get into a deep dive of the members individually, I just want to give a huge shout out to enhypenguide.com. This is not sponsored <laughs> or anything like that, but some engine out there put together an entire website that is so, first of all, stunning and also informative about Enhypen. So they absolutely deserve a little shout out here. Starting off with Jungwon, he was born February 9th, 2004, so he's currently 19, he's an Aquarius, and like we usually do, we put their blood type, since blood type to them is zodiac sign to us, he is type AB, and his representative emoji is a cat. Now we've said this in previous episodes, but that boy embodies cat energy so much. And he trained for a year and four months. I will say... In this episode, if you've done your own research on Enhypen, you might come up with different training periods. I've seen a few different versions myself, so I just kind of went with the one that I heard the most often. He is a former SM and Big Hit trainee. He trained with NCT and Wavy members. Iconic! That's so cool. Oh my gosh. Uh, shout out to our NCT November coming up soon. <laughs> And a mom of a friend who was also a big hit trainee at the time showed Jungwon's photo to a casting director 
And that's how he was recruited. So cool. And on Island, he was ranked first. As he should be. Yes. Justified. I haven't seen the show, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> For visuals to kind of pick him out of the group, if you're new to them, he has very big, round, but slanted eyes, which have a positive canthal tilt. He just has a very cute nose and dimples. Honestly, like we just said, Think very cat when you're looking at the members and you'll know exactly who he is. Yeah. And in the group, his position is leader. And one of his nicknames is President Young, since he was elected as the president of K-pop in Who's Fan Global Fan Vote. For his personality, he's very funny and not really in a loud and obnoxious way. No, just like a very effortless funny kind of a thing. A lot of good one-liners. Yes. And he does have confidence, I'd say, but it's in a different way because some of these other members, they're very just confident within their personality and you see it so harshly, but his, it's, it's, just, it's like, just very different. Yeah, it's like all-rounded, just like confidence. I and Again, not in a loud way, I guess you could say. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's just how it is. And he's very comfortable on camera and talkative in lives, which is honestly a really good quality to have in your leader to be like that very present person. And he is very well-spoken. And he's also known for keeping promises, especially towards the fandom engines. He's also very caring in almost a mom energy type way because he seems to be that like mom friend that always has things in his bag. Like there was one time he had mosquito repellent for Sungun when they were doing some sort of shoot outside because he knew that Sungun was allergic to mosquito bites. So like that kind of energy. Being very thoughtful. <laughs> and as a performer, he's a very clean performer, strong stage presence, I'd say. And for some of his fun facts, at the time of their debut, he was the youngest leader in K-pop. That's wild. He was 16 at the mm -hmm. time, I believe. Yeah, that's amazing. And contrary to the fact that he is the cat emoji, big irony here, he's allergic to cats. It's so funny to me because <laughs> he is quite... Jungwon is cat. And he did Taekwondo for seven years and was an athlete for four years. And something I love about Hypen is every member kind of has their own little fandom name, which is really sweet. And his is Eden, which is created by the fans. That's just aesthetically nice in general. Mm -hmm. I love that. And apparently his English name is Johnny. This just throws me off because I feel like if yeah. you hear Johnny and you're into K-pop, you only think of Johnny Saw from NCT. Yes. Johnny's very much like he owns that name. <laughs> <laughs> and also I feel like Johnny doesn't fit Jungwon. I mean, I guess it, it has the J's, but like... They could have gone with something else. I don't yeah. know what, but I just, it throws me off. Speaking of English, this man, when he speaks English, it cracks me up. He's kind of known for speaking very loud English. Like there's the classic clip that everyone always talks about where he's like, strawberry with chocolate. And he like yells it <laughs> at the camera. Okay, yeah. Like so in your face. Again, it's kind of that confidence we were talking about. <laughs> And just the biggest shout out to his Mix and Max Studio Tune performance with Nikki. It's that, incredible. One of the best studio tunes to exist. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like I would kind of say, like out of the hype members, when you don't really know the members and you kind of just are focusing on certain members based off media, if that makes sense, like social media and who's kind of pushed more. I almost feel like people overlook Jungwon as a performer. Agreed. And so I'm really glad like he did this studio chum with Nikki because it just showcased him in the perfect way. And I'm hoping a lot more people appreciate him. Yeah. Like, come on, he won first on Island for a reason, people. Exactly. <laughs> Next member is Isung, born October 15th, 2001. So he's currently 22. Happy early birthday, by the way. He is a Libra type A blood and his representative emojis are a deer and sometimes a hamster. I feel like deer fits him the most. I do too. He's got very deer eyes. Mm-hmm. 
there's like a whole video on YouTube that's like explaining the facial structures of like different representative emojis. It's very, it's very good, recommend it. But when they were like talking about deer, I can see Isung being there. He trained for three years and one month. He was also a former big hit trainee and trained with TXT. And he ranked fifth on island. If you're looking to pick him out of the group, he has very big eyes, like we said, almost deer-like. He also has a very long nose bridge and it's very curved. And then he also has bigger ears. His position in Enhypen is main vocalist and center. And Isung's nicknames are Bambi and Idung, which is a play on his name, Isung. And also Bambi, deer. I'm, wait. It's a cute nickname. Yeah, he's very deer-coded. The more we're like talking about <laughs> it, the more I get it. For his personality, he is very passionate about his interests. And he's just very thoughtful and introspective, especially like with the other members. He's also very mature, very responsible, and honestly, probably the most leader potential after Jungwon. As a performer, he is very confident and he definitely like commands the stage, just very captivating. I feel like that also just comes with being the center as well. Mm -hmm. Some fun facts about Isung is that he is the oldest member of Enhypen. He also has perfect pitch and can identify two to three different pitches simultaneously. That's so crazy to me. Makes sense that he's in the music industry. He also ended up getting a solo dorm after winning RPS. His fandom name is Aces. So fitting because he is definitely an ace. And his English name is Ethan. I think that fits him, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I do too. It's like kind of a random name, but it fits. I'm starting to think they just chose like English names based off the first letter or sound of their name, which honestly. is kind of funny. We'll see if that continues through other members. Isung also has a friend group called Easy with Ian from Stray Kids, Bomgu from TXT, and Lim Jimin from Just Be. And this is so random, but I just thought it was so endearing. Some of his favorite scents are shampoo and baby lotion. That is just like him in a nutshell. That's so cute. He also loves movies, specifically like Studio Ghibli and romance, like hello boyfriend material right here. He also doesn't like mint chocolate. So baby rant for a second. If you don't know, that's kind of like a whole thing over there where it's like big controversy if you like mint chocolate, specifically mint chocolate ice cream. And so I think it's just kind of funny to like point that out for him. Next we have Jay. He was born April 20th, 2002, currently 21. And he is a Taurus and his blood type is B. And his representative emoji is eagle or sometimes like the little black cat. I feel like he's an eagle all eagle. the way. Like I get yeah. where they're coming from with cat, but Jungwon is so cat. Yes. <laughs> and eagle just very much fits him. It does. Now he trained for two years and 11 months and ended up ranking second on island. For his visuals to pick him out, he definitely has a smaller face, but very sharp features. His brow line's a little lower and he has scars that are sometimes visible on his nose and bottom lip. And honestly, he's just like a whole Abercrombie and Fitch model. That is like, so I don't know, that's accurate. like the most random model type, but that's like what he yeah, gives. That's so true. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like he was standing outside the store in the mall in 2005. Three years after his birth. <laughs> now, he does not have an official position. Crazy to me. I know. I wild. feel like some of these people need to update their info and like be For like, real. hey, this is my position. I feel like K-pop starting to steer away from the whole set positions thing, which is kind of strange it's, to me. It's but interesting. Yeah. I like having positions. I like knowing like what's going on as I'm getting into a group. And his nickname, some people call him Angry Bird. It's just those thick the, brows. It's the features yeah. and hey, Eagle. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and Jung Sing. For his personality, very simply put, he's cool. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just, if you think of the word cool and like how to define cool, it's just a picture of Jay. Like, I don't know, it's just his no, vibe. It's true, it is. Like, I don't know how to explain him, but cool. He can come off very intimidating, but he is kind. He's very aware 
and considerate of the other members like just constantly like being attentive to them and like giving Nikki back rubs when he's like being quiet and like notices that and he also kind of similar to Jungwon has good timing and just unintentionally funny and he's very open-minded about the world as a performer he's very confident extremely captivating and he just has good energy to him when performing on stage and for his fun facts, he's Korean-American, born and raised in Seattle, Washington, and moved to South Korea at nine. I'm very jealous that he's from Seattle, Washington. It's such a beautiful state. That's a very random thing, but I want to go to Seattle so bad. I want to live my twilight dreams in Washington. I know it's very basic of a person to do, but I want that. For some reason, the more I think about like Jay being from Washington, the more I'm turning Jay into the Washington standard so now anytime I think of someone from Washington, I'm going to think of Jay. <laughs> and he speaks Korean, English, and Japanese. And he learned Japanese from anime and radio shows. And Jay's father owns a travel agency. So Jay has been able to travel extensively with his family. Which honestly is why he's like so aware of the world in general and like has such an open mind. Jay and his family also ended up taking Isung to Brunei for like a vacation when they were trainees. Just a little more random information, slightly related to him, but more about his dad. <laughs> his dad is insanely wealthy because he is like the founder of Fitbit. Wow. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Also, he's like he's a like celebrity cool. celebrity. Yeah. So he was inspired by like the Wii entertaining system. Wow. And just like being healthy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so he was like, Fitbit. <laughs> That's so wild. Wait, any... <laughs> That's so cool. I would be like flexing that all right? the time. <laughs> and he is an only child. I feel like he probably lived such like a fun life, just living in Washington. We got a Fitbit. Endless money Fitbits. We traveling with our Fitbits. And Isung, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> he cares a lot about the mental health of his fans. I feel like some of these things we're saying, he's just so endearing, which is so funny because he really is intimidating when you first yeah. get to know him. Like when I was first getting into in hype in, he kind of scared me. <laughs> and like, sometimes he still kind of does in like an intimidating way, mm. but you like, look at him. He's really such a kind person. And very cutely fit. His fandom name is Blue Jays. That's adorable. And he loves Autumn, so I love him. He likes fashion and he has a show about fashion on their YouTube channel. So right before the group's debut, a lot of fans were doing fan projects around the city just to get excited about the members because they loved watching them on island. And he ended up stopping and taking photos at like a, I think it was like a bus station of the fan projects of That's like him cute. and the members. It was really sweet. Aww. And he ranked 58th on C. Candler's Most Handsome Faces 2020. We're going to yes. mention that a few times throughout this episode because... A few others have been ranking. Okay, and hyping. You're see, you're seeing the vibe of this group here. <laughs> and like that's like their debut year too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. And he really enjoys cooking and used to dream of being a chef as a kid. Boyfriend material. He's yes. so sweet. He again, like I'm being biased because he is my bias. Give this man a chance. Like again, he does come off like as intimidating at first, just like look wise, visual. But get past that. He's so sweet and cute. He's so boyfriend coded. The next member we're going to talk about is Jake. He was born November 15th, 2002, making him 20 years old at the time of this podcast. He is a Scorpio type O blood and his representative emoji is a dog. Again, for some reason, I feel like all of Enhypen's emojis fit them to a T. They do. They're so accurate. He trained for nine months and ended up ranking third on Island. 
If you're looking to pick him out of the group, he honestly looks like he has multiple like ethnicities in him. Mm -hmm. Like he comes from a different country, but he isn't. He also has kind of a longer face and then he has a Cupid's bow and double lids. There's just a very like traditional handsome look to him. He also does not have a set position in Enhypen. And one of his nicknames that you might hear is Jakey. That's a classic one for Jake, yes. but I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. That's very, I feel like that's very American. Yeah. For Jake's personality, like we said with his emoji, he just has the biggest golden retriever energy. He's just so kind-hearted and pure, although his stage presence is not so <laughs> pure. <laughs> he can be quiet at times, but he's just very much a positive energy bug and like is a energy lifter for the other members. As a performer, Jake honestly just has the persona down. Like all of the members have great personas on stage and like in their music videos, etc. but his charm is unreal. And honestly, he's been creeping up on a lot of Injun's lists this year, especially after this recent comeback with Bite Me, uh, me included. <laughs> this man came from my throat a couple of times there. Honestly, I just feel like he's a great balance within the group. Some fun facts about Jake is that he was born in South Korea, but he was raised in Australia at age nine, which just hit me. Jake and Jay, both age nine, that they moved. Cute. Interesting. His Korean name is Jaehyun. And he used to always cook with his mom, like especially before the debut, they were just like spending time together and he would cook with her. It's so endearing, I love that. He also used to play soccer. And then Isung and Jake have the duo name Ramyuns because they often have late night ramen snacks. His fandom name is Jakey's. He's also friends with Bangtan and Felix from Stray Kids. Such a cute little Aussie line here. He also plays violin and piano. He ended up learning piano in three months. He can basically just pick up anything music or sports related and learn it very, very quickly. And mentioning the C. Candler's Most Handsome Faces of 2020 list, he ranked 45th. The next member is Sungun. He was born December 8th, 2002, making him 20 years old. He's a Sagittarius type O and his representative emoji is a penguin. He trained for two years and one month and was also a former big hit trainee. He ranked sixth on island. For his visuals, he's just very mature. He has like an actor look. We've said this before, but I feel like there tends to be one member in every group that just gives actor vibes. This is the one for Enhypen. He also has little face moles on his nose by his left eye. And then he has very predominant eyebrows as well. He also doesn't have a set position in Enhypen. And one of his nicknames is Ice Prince which we'll get to more in a second. His personality is honestly just very modest and humble. And honestly, it's just astounding to me that he is so modest and humble because he is literally one of the most attractive idols out there. We recently just did an episode about the tops in K-pop and we put him in our top visuals ranking. He's also another mature figure in this group. He's kind of quiet when it comes to himself, but he's quick to like highlight and praise and speak on others. He has a very quirky sense of humor and he's also very passionate and hardworking. As a performer, similar to a lot of the members of Enhypen, he adapts very well to different concepts. He's a very captivating performer, and he definitely works very hard to improve on his vocals and dancing. Some fun facts about Sungun. When he was a child, he had a condition with his eye, making it very difficult for him to see with his right eye. He also did ballet when he was 10 years old. He's known as the neatest member. And one time Sungun made a playlist for engines to help reduce their anxiety and like find inner peace. It's just so cute and genuine of him. And Sungun mentioned that when he's old and retired, he wants to open up a small sentimental cafe with Jake in the future so that they could both like design it and run it. It's so adorable. His fandom name is Penguins. And again, similar to his like nickname, Ice King, and this whole penguin vibe we I have know that going perfectly on here. Fit. Yeah, it definitely does. And further along with that, Sungun didn't originally want to become an idol. He was scouted by Big Hit. They sent him an Instagram DM and he 
accepted the offer because he thought that the dance training would help his ice skating career. Sungun used to ice skate competitively between the years 2010 and 2020. He competed both nationally and internationally for those 10 years, and he passed all eight figure skating levels before retiring early in 2020. He won two international advanced novice competitions during the 2015 and 2016 figure skating season. And he also made his international junior debut during the 2016-2017 figure skating season when he became eligible age-wise. He earned silver medals at multiple different events and participated in the ISU Junior Grand Prix in Poland. So cool. I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I'm kind of an ice skating nerd. I think it is one of the most beautiful sports out there. And so this was a huge like drawing point when I found out he used to ice skate competitively. So beautiful. Next member is Sunu. He was born June 24th, 2003. So he's currently 20 years old. He's a cancer with type O blood and his representative emoji is a fox. And he trained for 10 months, stream 10 months by an hypen, and ranked eighth on island, but was the producer's choice to debut. So thankful. Yeah, for real. And I feel like I remember some sort of drama happening online where people were like throwing some sort of shade or controversy over like the producer's pick. And I'm like, y'all, hush. That was the best decision <laughs> ever made. And for his visuals to point him out, he has a rounder face, but a very big, wide smile, more of a pointy nose. And again, with all these emojis, everything's connecting, everything's lining up perfectly. If you simply Google like a laughing fox photo, it's him. That is, that's like, funny, accurate. And you can like even just look up Sunu Fox, that photo will quite literally pop up. And he also does not have an official position within the group. One of his nicknames is Danu, which came from him doing so much egg on island, which means tiny bean sprout in Chinese. That's so adorable. <laughs> oh my gosh. And for his personality, he is pure sunshine, just the happy pill as well in the group. Has a lot of love for his members. I remember there was a video going around during one of the concerts that they did, and he was just sobbing and like thanking all of the members individually for things. And he's like, I just love you all so much. And they're like, we know, like, stop <laughs> crying. <laughs> it was very endearing. And he definitely has that cute and innocent persona for himself, but the duality hits hard with him. Honestly, if you're familiar with NCT, think Jungwoo. And he was very much meant to be an entertainer and he's really, really good with balancing when to play into the personas in timing wise, like with fans and everything, especially on like live streams. Sungun once asked about like Aegyo and like doing it and stuff. He's like, do you know how hard this is to do? Because with him, you wouldn't think, oh, like that's so easy for him. He's adorable. It's perfect for him. But he's like, this is hard for me to like act yeah. like this all the time. So like, I just thought it was very interesting that he does like have to like really think about it. Like he plays into it. It's very smart of him. He's very performer intelligent. Like yeah, he, he just truly knows how to be on a stage. And I would kind of say performer wise, I feel like he's also another underrated member, like mainly due to the cuteness. Like people will look for him for that specifically. But if they're like, oh, I want like this kind of performance, they like not ignore him, but like they, they go. They don't immediately think yeah. of him. Yeah, and they should. Put some respect on my man's name. For real. But we do have to rant about this a little bit because we were able to see in Hypen in concert and he quite literally is the cutest person I've ever seen. Like mm -hmm. the, his, I don't know how he does it. Like truly. Again, he's a pro with the persona. He is. But I'm curious to see like as time goes on, like how that'll change. Because some people do kind of. Not, yeah, like almost like fall out of the personas or kind of like grow up along with that, I guess. And he's definitely becoming a force to be reckoned with. Oh yeah, especially like with their past couple of comebacks, you can really see his growth. Mm -hmm. And some fun facts about him, he does have a black belt in Hapkido. Which is similar to Taekwondo. 
and his fandom name perfectly fit is Sunshines. And he took piano lessons as a young kid. More cute things about him. He loves Disney movies, mellow music, scented candles, and mood lighting. This is a whole aesthetic. It is. And I love it. And it fits him perfectly. It's very adorable. And he likes flower and nature. Another just very tender thing about Sanu is that he doesn't like being alone. He is very much a people person. He loves being around his members and around his friends. And he also has a really, really great memory, which I feel like plays into not only the fact that he is amazing on stage. He also has said before that he loves being on stage and he's always felt like deep down that he belongs on the stage. Like even in elementary school, Sanu told everyone that he would become a celebrity. And his friends even said that they were not surprised at all when he debuted. Last member is Nikki. He was born December 9th, 2005. So he was born a day after Sungun. Wow. But like not the same year, but still. So he's currently 17. He's a Sagittarius and his blood type is B. And his representative emojis are cheetah and sometimes a chick, but I'm gonna ignore the last one because he's a cheetah. For real, if you look up pictures of a cheetah, it looks exactly like Nikki. And I don't think I know another cheetah in K-pop. No, I don't. Well, and I also don't know another eagle and I know very, very few penguins, if Um, any. I know twice Dayhan was an eagle at one point. I don't know if they still use that, but she's been referenced as that. Yeah. Very fitting for them though. He ended up training for eight months and ranked fourth on island. And for visuals to tell him apart from the other members, he is Japanese. He has more of a boxy smile. And I'm so sorry. Nobody's going to get this reference. But when you Google this, you're going to get it. He's literally in a Barbie movie, the boy character, the little boy. Now that's like, what are you talking about, Brooke? No, listen, search Barbie and any three of these characters. Search a Barbie, Tommy, Ivan, and gingerbread boy. That's literally Nikki. I'm so sorry. And this is like weird because nobody told me this. Nobody has ever said this as far as I know. My brain. Yes. When I was looking into them and I was like, why does he look familiar? Is that Nikki from an hyphen? (laughs) I was like, why is this kid? Why does he look so familiar? And then I was like looking up different stuff. I don't know if I just randomly watched a Barbie movie or thought of it. I was like, he kind of reminds me of these characters. I know exactly who you're talking about. Like now that you yes. said it, I wouldn't have been able to name them, but well, I, know I had to Google it. About. But yeah. yeah. And in the group, he is the main dancer and Macne. And those are two very fitting positions because he's referred as a dance prodigy and a legendary Macne. He took those positions and he said, I'm going to perfect them. I'm going to be he the ran, top. <laughs> he ran with them. And for his personality, he's very determined and firm within his ways, the way that he presents himself and performs, like, et cetera. Like I feel like he just very much knows who he is and he just like does not let anything skew that he just perfects that and he has always been pretty reserved even with the boys in the beginning but i think even like the past year they've been like you've opened up so much it's been very sweet to see like that relationship grow and something that i just genuinely love about him is he doesn't make himself more talkative if he doesn't want to. Like, that's a very big thing with him. Like, if the other members are going around talking nonstop in a live or show anything, if he just wants to sit back and listen and do nothing, he does that. And I just want to do a comfort zone rant. This is something that grinds my gears when people are like, get out of your comfort zone, blah, blah, blah. No. There's no need to. It's my comfort zone. <laughs> if I don't want to get out of it, I don't have to. I don't like this whole, like, doing things that you don't want to thing. Like, eh, no. You don't want to do it? Don't do it. That's why we have a good balance of our extroverts and introverts in these Yes. (laughs) Though with this reservedness, he can be very playful and silly. But again, he just comes off in a very mature way for his young age. And the way that he holds himself, you kind of just automatically think he's older than he is. 
And as a performer, he's considered the best dancer within the group. He can quite literally memorize choreo in 10 minutes. And that's crazy. Yeah. Based off how crazy their choreo is. And I genuinely cannot wait for his solo work. This is not like an announced thing. This isn't, hasn't even it's been probably whispered. Yeah. But he's just an idol that I've been like mentally preparing for a solo debut in the future. So yeah, I'm, I can't wait for it. It's going to be amazing. He's just very much a star. And a lot of the soloists we have right now, I can already see those qualities in him. Even as a member of a group like these other soloists are, like he just has that star quality that makes him shine. And again, he is still so young too yeah. in general. So yeah, there's just so much potential there in the future. And from the little bit that we know about like Island and his journey with that, just beyond proud of him. And with that star quality, he is a big perfectionist when performing. He's rarely satisfied with him himself so it's constantly like go 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 has to become better like really striving towards that some fun facts about nikki he is japanese as a trainee before joining island he used to send pictures to his mom every day so that she wouldn't worry about him so much and he also likes it when his parents send him parcels from japan they often send him like little snack boxes that he can't find in korea as well and also gifts the other members his parents actually gifted all seven of them personalized wooden chopsticks with their names in japanese it's really so cute. Sweet. I love how like close he is with his family and how much his family is like close with the group in general. Nikki's Korean name is Chulsu. I'm obsessed with this name. First of all, the yeah. members gave it to him, which is very sweet. Oh. But I've I've really never heard this Korean name before. No, I'm like I'm trying to think. Even like Chul, have I heard Chul somewhere? I feel like maybe, but I'm I know we have, yeah. but I feel like it's usually at the end, right? And right. like, I don't know, just... Are we going I, crazy? I don't, I don't know. know. But regardless, like Cholsu, that's so unique and so cute. I love it. Nikki also performed in Shiny Kids. They had a lot of different kids like representing the members of Shiny. And so he played Key and he was 11 years old at the time. He also danced for Shiny in multiple stages. There was also this video going around on Instagram recently where it was like pictures of Nikki as this tiny little 11 year old hugging Key and just being in tears because it was like <laughs> someone he looked up to. And then it like flash forward to them doing a dance challenge recently like all grown up and it was just my heart so cute another very fun fact is nikki is a self-taught dancer at age three he was dancing to jazz and he used to imitate michael jackson for like five hours a day and then at age five he officially started lessons specifically in ballet and with his whole dancing career he's actually danced with and learned from some very well-known dancers and choreographers from japan he is also the second male idol in the fourth generation of K-pop with the most streamed fan cams, with a total of nine fan cams that surpassed one million views on YouTube. He also dominated five spots out of the top 10 male idol fan cams in 2021. He's also said to look like the male version of Jung Hoyeon. And again, with that C. Candler's Most Handsome Faces list, he ranked 24th. He also loves amusement parks. When he was a kid, he used to go every year to Disneyland, Sealand, and Universal Studios. I relate to this so much because that was like a family thing for me as well as a kid, like going to an amusement park every year. So that's just very sweet. And again, like we said with Jungwon, he did that mix and max stage that is amazing. And some super random facts. He prefers warm strawberries, question mark. Like when I think about it, I get it. Like biting into a cold strawberry sometimes is just like, that's a lot. But that's just an interesting fact to like have. And also his favorite anime is Demon Slayer. I love him for that. It's same. That is such a good anime. What's his favorite Hashira? I must know. Nikki, who's your favorite Hashira? <laughs> is it Tengen and why isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or why isn't it? <laughs> We're 
we're going to take a small break and remind you that if you're enjoying this episode so far, make sure to follow the podcast and turn on notifications to make sure you never miss an upload in the future. And if you'd like to show some love, feel free to give us a rating as well. We'd really appreciate it. Before we jump back into the episode, it's time for K-pop Guilty Pleasures. We asked followers on Instagram what their guilty pleasures were, and Sermon Zero said Changbin Thunderous Era. Fully love yes. that and fully agree. Facts. You are an educated individual. You know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and Sanctuary said Bang Chen in his crop tops, especially during Maniac Tour and the Dome Tour. Again, you know what's up. These are amazing guilty pleasures. I completely 100% agree. And Leah said, my guilty pleasure has to be Nche from La Seraphim with red hair. She is so cute. And we're not as familiar with the La Seraphim members. Like, I can recognize a good portion of them. And a few of them, I know their names. And so I immediately looked it up. I agree. It's it was, amazing. It was, it was such, like, the perfect tone of red. It was really cute on her. Yeah, it's, like, a little bit darker. But, mm-hmm. yeah, incredible. So thanks for introducing us to that, Leah. Jumping back into the boys with their debut with Border Day One with the title track, Give and Taken. This is the most iconic debut in history. It's my favorite debut. Yeah. And I still forever stand by that. It's amazing. Like, we were literally just talking earlier. Groups are debuting at a whole other level nowadays, but there is nobody debuting, like, in Hypen debut. I swear. <laughs> I mean, I feel like very similar to Zero Base One, they just seemed to debut immediately popular and very, like, well-funded. Their debut album had over 150,000 pre-orders in just two days, and they ranked second in South Korea's Gone album chart, having sold 300,000 copies in two days domestically and becoming the highest-selling album by a K-pop group that debuted in 2020. Like we said, that's the most (laughs) iconic debut, and that proves it right there. In April, five months after their debut, they released Border Carnival with pre-orders reaching half a million. So, wow. wow. And in July, they released Border Hakanai, which is their Japanese album, with Forget Me Not serving as an opening theme for the anime Remain. That's so cool. Opening theme songs for anime needs a, such a very specific sound, so the fact that Enhypen could provide that sound for them, iconic. And now moving on to their awards and recognitions, the press called them the fourth gen hot icons, global K-pop rising stars, and fourth gen emerging artists, along with so many other big titles. And two weeks after their debut, they won Next Leader Award in 2020 Fact Music Awards. That's insane to me because two weeks after, they're already being awarded with this kind of- Next Leader? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And three months after their debut, the album received platinum certification from Korean Music Content Association. And Border Carnival ranked 18 on US Billboard 200 chart, also debuting on top 10 in Billboard World Albums, top album sales, and top current album sales. They also got the Rookie of the Year 2021 Asia Artist Awards. They are the first and only K-pop act to have all their albums certified by RIAJ, which is the Recording Industry Association of Japan. They were also the fastest K-pop group to win the Rookie of the Year award in 12 days. And they are the fastest Korean act in history to reach 1 billion total streams on Spotify. They're also the first fourth gen group to perform at a dome, which was Kyocera Dome. And they were the first K-pop boy group to guest at an overseas fashion show in Milan for Prada's Fall 2023 men's show. First K-pop boy group at a fashion show in Milan. That is iconic of them. Now to speak on my favorite thing in the whole wide world within and hyphen as an engine. 
is their webtoon, Dark Moon, The Blood Altar. Quite literally so obsessed with this. So the runtime was January 15th, 2022 to August 12th, 2023 with 70 episodes. And honestly, if you're not familiar with it, the theming, you can see a lot of their lore with the webtoon in their music videos, even from the very beginning. And overall, the theme is vampires versus werewolves with these two rival schools. Now their rival school, the werewolves, are represented by Hybe's other group and team. The coolest concept. I love the fact that they are, they already have such strong lores themselves, but they're crossing it over. Yeah. It's so amazing. It's like a, the smartest move ever for a company. And there's this girl, Sua, and she transfers to the vampire school in Hypen, and they're very drawn to her. And they have a past life with her, like, very connected to her. But she doesn't remember that. And she hates vampires. So, like, you can see Ooh, the conflict, you know? that's so interesting. It's amazing. Definitely stay tuned for us to do an episode in the future about this. Because it's too freaking cool not to talk about in depth. And apparently, I don't even remember where we found this information. But I freaked out the second I saw it. But apparently, we're getting physical print editions of webtoons. Like, high webtoons. We're buying all of them. I, I don't know if it's going to be like one gigantic book, which I, I would so. I would honestly hope so. Or it's going to be like almost like comic style like or like manga. manga. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm very excited and I'll, I'll definitely buy them. I don't care how much. <laughs> Can they be signed? Signed album? Meh. Signed Meh. webtoon? Woo! <laughs> Literally. So moving on to their recent releases with their most recent album dark blood overall an amazing album so good and this is something i remember you saw on tiktok some fans like weren't as excited about this comeback because they felt like the album and the song bite me was kind of a derail from their content and if like they didn't get back on track they would unstand and i was like the second you read that and i was like literally no yeah this is so them it was very them like they've been doing this like creepy darker tone since their debut so i don't know like where people were getting and, that like, from and like vampires literally their whole lore so why yeah. are we acting like this is so weird and like the song itself is so catchy it's exactly their sound that we were talking about way earlier in this episode of like the build-up and big heavy drops i don't know what they were talking about and the title track itself is just so amazing like we've said before they genuinely never miss every song's amazing and i know they did get hate sent to them for their choreo with the female dancers but it was amazing i loved seeing them like have a mature style in the music video it was so nice to see exactly so as always they have amazing intro songs and fate is definitely one of my favorite of theirs and that's hard for me to say i said that and i almost want to take it back even though i do love fate i'm just so obsessed with all their songs it's hard to choose but yeah i have a thing for their speaking intro songs where they just like storytelling yeah intros. run on and on and talk about everything and this one's definitely up there for me. They have these beautiful high notes that are like faded in the background that just really make this one for me. And another favorite on the album is Sacrifice, like Eat Me Up. They, my favorite. Ooh, oh yeah. my gosh. The, they also did a music video for this one. Yes. And it was amazing. I love the concept and it felt different. It was very simple, like not too, too much was going on. Right. But it still like it was, told a very distinct yeah, story. It had a, it, like... I just said not a lot was going on, but I felt like background-wise, like visually, a lot was. But like them themselves, the they weren't doing a whole itself. lot. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the setup was very elaborate and beautiful. And next on the album is Shakona. I'm genuinely obsessed with this sound from them. It's kind of different from what we've heard before, 
but I love it so, so, so much. And I remember seeing their stage for this for the first time online, sadly, and it was amazing. Hopefully can see it live someday. Manifesting. <laughs> and next is Bill's. I actually ended up liking this one a lot more than I expected. The course is very addicting, so... It's very much an hype and thing. Yeah. Very addicting in general. I genuinely do like Karma, but I will say... I feel like it would have fit Manifesto Day One a lot, like with the other sounds of that album. So it's interesting that it's on this one. I'm not mad about it, but I just kind of like want to make that note. Another recent release was One and Only. This was a partnership with Pokemon Music Collective, which was the second song released for them. They partnered up with Pikachu, Piplup, Charizard, Charmander, Lucario, Zorark, and Snorlax. It was just very cute, very nostalgic. The boys were like camping and roasting marshmallows and riding in hot air balloons with their favorite characters. It was adorable. Loved this collab. And jumping back with their webtoon, they've released a few kind of like OSTs for it, essentially. And one of the most recent ones was Criminal Love. And immediately after it released, I binge read the webtoon because sometimes I get a little behind. I'm not good with like doing weekly, but... I caught up immediately so I could get to the chapter that had the song in it. Because if you're not familiar with it, like, you'll read a chapter and, like, you scroll down a bit and then the music starts. It's, like, synced up. So I immediately ran so I could hear the song. Even though I already heard it, I wanted to experience it with the webtoon. (laughs) And honestly, this stage simply changed my life. They also had their third Japanese album released called You. It was the Japanese versions of Bite Me and Bills along with a pre-release single, Blossom. Very beautiful. And like, honestly, sometimes these Japanese albums just hit different. And the title tracks sometimes sound better in Japanese. I feel like you get very used to hearing them one way or the other, but this one specifically, like it was just very, very good in the Japanese version too. Jumping into story times with us as engines, we did get to see them in October of last year. So 2022 and This was like post-hurricane after our apartment complex, parking lot, not our apartment, luckily, flooded. but not Hurricane Ian, yeah. yeah, But not lucky enough because our cars were like totaled, had to get new ones. But for this concert, we ended up getting a rental and doing a road trip. All the way to Atlanta, the longest drive in the world. Now, I literally drove across the country from Utah. That took me four days, and I (laughs) swear the drive to Atlanta is longer. But honestly, like, I very much prefer to drive over flying without a hotel because I can't sleep anywhere. You can literally sleep anywhere Mm -hmm. and I get frustrated easily. So, like, me not able to be even comfortable in those airport chairs and have to sit there for 8 to 12 hours doing literally nothing, waiting for the flight. It's exhausting. Makes me want to scream. So I'd much rather drive. Or we get hotels because the hotel experience is wonderful. Yeah, we did a hotel for Stray Kids. That That was was great. That was the first time we ever did a hotel for a concert. And that was the smartest decision ever. It took us a while to learn. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why we didn't do it. We were just trying to save money, but screw that. Honestly, they were such like quick, not thought out. Boop, we're going on one day and then I'm jumping right back to work the next day. Like it was just very, it wasn't very planned. (laughs) We've gotten better though. I feel like we're becoming seasoned concert goers. And then we always like to explain maybe some fan wars you might be familiar with when you're looking into the group. So you're aware of like anything that's happened in the past and prepare yourself if you're like on social media and you see things. We don't condone fan wars, but here they are. With Treasures Fandom, they debuted around the same time. So fan wars for like rookie awards typically was going on. 
And I feel like whenever you're debuting at the same time or you're roughly around the same age, naturally there's going to be fan wars. And one that's honestly just silly is with TXT, MOA, again, same generation, ages, so it's kind of natural. But quite literally, they're under the same company. They're both exactly. under HYBE. Which friends. I feel like that's also where some of the competition comes from. Yeah. But yeah, like realistically, they know each other. It's There's no reason for these fan wars. In 2021, during the KBS Song Festival, they literally performed H.O.T.'s Candy, Big Bang's Bang Bang Bang, and BTS Fire together for the Legend of K-Pop segment. So please stop pinning these groups together. They're literally on the same label, performing together, friends. There's genuinely no reason for it. Before we go over our favorite and hype and songs, we just wanted to let you know that we did recently start making content over on Patreon. So if you'd like to join us and watch along, you can find us there at the Lunapod. Or if you want to learn about other ways to get involved with the podcast, you can head over to Instagram at the Luna Podcast, where we have a pinned post about all the different ways that you can get in touch with us and feature on the podcast. Now, instead of doing our song of the moment for these group chats, we do like to just do our favorite song for the group that we are talking about. So let's jump right into that. And we're going to make this song into songs, plural, because I genuinely cannot pick. Now, I say that, but I will actually give you a final answer here but I refuse to not shout out all these songs. So I have Flicker, Upper Side Dreamin', Sacrifice Me, and Fever. Fever was like the most on repeat, would not stop watching the relay dance, absolutely love. Sacrifice Me, maybe it's because it's new, I'm so addicted to right now, we'll see. Upper Side Dreamin', that just makes me smile all the time, constantly doing the dance, I love it. But if I, if like I was forced, forced, forced to choose, I'd choose Flicker. That sound of that song is just amazing. The sound's perfect. And it it was the one when we did see them. I was so excited to see that live. And it was the moment that I've been waiting for. Very similarly, I was blown away when they did the One in a Billion song during our concert. Definitely skyrocketed that in one of my favorites in this list. I also, of course, really love Drunk Days, their debut song. But honestly, I think my favorite song is Bite Me. Now, call me a baby engine, but everything they release is a bop. So, like, can you blame me? It's going to change. Like, everything they release is going to become my new favorite. Now, content we recommend you to watch if you're getting into them. Definitely their variety show, In O'Clock. It's a great way to see their personalities and interactions together. And like we've stated before, Jungwon and Nikki's studio tune for Mix and Max. It's the Bleeding Darkness performance. And I did quite literally just say this, but the Fever Relay Dance, honestly, all, I'm a big Relay Dance person. They're I so love fun. seeing it because you can see the choreo perfectly, but it has like a little bit more personality into it. They're and just, fun. They're yeah. funny. And of course, the Dark Moon, the Blood Ultra Webtoon. Please, please, please. I cannot recommend it enough. As always, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at The Lunapod and on Instagram at The Lunapodcast for up-to-date information on episode releases and behind-the-scenes fun. We post all sorts of content, so definitely make sure to follow us and check that out. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye! And within their first year, they dear... He's on? <laughs> <laughs> dear, dear, dear. Headlines. <laughs>